episode 176, Nine Keys to a Great TED Talk. This show is our brand new 15 minute Friday. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha. My name is Adam Lewis Walker, former athlete and teacher, now turned lifestyle and entrepreneur coach. I'm your humble guide on this journey to awaken your alpha. Each week we bring you the world's most successful minds to inspire you to act on your true potential. It's all about rising up to the next level to pursue your ultimate lifestyle and create your legacy. It is time to awaken your alpha. Hello, hello. Welcome to another 15 minute Friday. Another full on week as they always are, if you want to get anything productive done. So I hope you're having a great time and this is the Easter weekend episode edition. So this week, the main focus I want to stick to, and this is why I like these 15 minute Fridays, very briefly, is things that are relevant on the sort of the entrepreneurial journey or just in life that are popping up. So this week is all about what, what makes up a good TED talk or how to deliver a great TED talk. And that's not to say that's what I've done, that's what I tried to do, but ultimately, you know, it's opinion. Some people are going to love certain TED Talks, some people are going to hate certain TED Talks. So that's the main thing. So in this past week, I delivered my TED Talk um, Wednesday night. So you'll be, again, I'm not going to dig into too much of the details of what I talked about that much because the TED Talk's going to be available, you know, within the next week or two, and I'd love you to go check that out. Um, the TED Talk I, I did was called Awaken Your Alpha, quite appropriately. Um, so there's... In doing this, I've just immersed myself in the TED world um, in terms of what makes a great TED talk. So it's very much top of the mind now. So to save you spending what could be weeks, months, if you're really immersed in this, just a little, not like a cheat sheet, but some of the things I found out when I was researching how to put a TED talk together. And it, and it just drew, sort of drove home as well sometimes. Why the hell did I want to do it, number one? Um, but the whole ethos behind it and just re-looking, trying to drag my notes together because after that, that quite intense experience you know you can sometimes not, not see the wood for the trees because you've just immersed yourself in it um and and honestly <laughs> i think i've touched on this in the in the some of the sort of if i go through like the top nine or key aspects of a good ted talk or a great ted talks good is who's interested in good we're all about great on this show so um one of the key things is probably why my brain is absolutely fried i feel <laughs> feel destroyed um, and I thought I'd be okay by now, um, is obviously brain cells and mental activity to that level. Obviously, I, I can't be pushing myself as much as that normally. Um, you know, the brain cells use twice as much energy as the other cells of your body, and I think I've depleted them. So <laughs> this is what I found. One, a resource I thought was really good, and I'll be, I'll be referencing points from that, is a book I got. I think I, if you follow me on social media, you'll see me. Um, I bought this book in an airport uh, towards the end of last year. Um, talk like Ted, Carmine Gallo. Um, it's a great, it's sort of like nine public speaking secrets of the world's top minds. It's a great um, book that really digs into, it's analysing all the sort of the greatest TED talks over the years um, and why, um, why they were so good in the structure. And it, it, it appealed to me as well because of what I believe in like people, again, the whole Awaken Your Alpha show in copying success um, and learning from success, but obviously ultimately making it uniquely your own. So when someone gives a great talk, it may come across very natural, but let's let's not um, let's not just wash over it. 
it comes across very natural because they put the hours in. You know, it's very, it's very clinical in terms of how they put it together. And the fact that it comes across conversational or very natural, you know, that that's, comes down to the delivery, but it, and it also comes down to the, the person who's speaking being very comfortable with their subject matter. So, I mean, I'll refer to that book. You could do a, literally an hour show on each of these individual points, and I've done that and more over the last month or two. So the first one that really, why I did and wanted to do the TED Talk as well, um, in terms of action um, and putting my, my year goals that I did, and I work in three-month blocks, so the power of three is huge, which I'll mention here as well. That was one thing. Do a TED Talk was one of my kind of like goals within the three-month block, first three months of the year. So TED secret number one is unleash the master within. And because that's obviously something where you've got to start, it's basically talk about something you're passionate with. You could have the greatest knowledge in the world of a subject. You could have the greatest delivery presentation skills, as it were. But if you're not passionate about it, you know, you're going to be limited. Yeah, it could be a good talk. It could be a great... It's not going to be an absolutely legendary talk. And a lot of the audience are not going to relate to that. So in terms of something I'm passionate about, clearly I've dedicated my life to this pursuit of the alpha. Um, it was a no-brainer. Yeah, I could have given a talk on loads of other things or individual things that I've discovered that probably would have been useful. And it's, it might have been easier to pick a smaller subject. But, you know, some of the great talks, they've, they've literally done like the evolution of man. So they've condensed, you know... <laughs> quite a bit of time and quite a few aspects into down a 15 minute talk. So that's number one, at least the master within. So start, if you want to give a great talk, you've got to be passionate about it. Number two, master the art of storytelling. Um, and I like, I like the way it was put as well. I've seen recently, you know, a good quote, it's like data with a soul. Uh, storytelling is so powerful. And when you put your presentation down, um, again, it comes down to stats and people turn up, but stories, you can really relate to them. I've got the stats on mine, so it's, it's just interesting to break it down. So that break it down into, let me think, what was it? Logos, logos, ethos, and pathos. Um, and so obviously logos was obviously statistics, stats, um, ethos, um, let me try to get this the right way. <laughs> I just have to re-record it. Is where, um, you know, so you're establishing your background and credibility as a speaker and what you're, what you're talking about, basically, as a, someone to talk about it. And pathos is obviously... Where you're talking, where your stories and uh, appealing to the emotional side. So I think some of the greatest TED talks, because obviously there's a lot of TED talks out there. Some of the greatest TED talks are very much based in stories. Um, and so one of the sort of one of the stats of a, a really famous TED talk. I don't know. <laughs> got quite a bit of information flying around my brain. Don't remember the exact, but they broke it down into them, categorized everything, looked through the entire TED talk, and categorized it into the three different categories. I think it was 65 percent ended up being stories or related to stories. So when I went through my talk, um, my actually talk I just delivered ended up being 50% story-based. That's just the way it is if I categorise it like that. Again, I was quite committed that I didn't really want to go below that 50%. So it's very tactical in that sense. And the thing that really stood to me, and I've learned a lot from this, uh, just obviously it was less than 48 hours ago. Secret number three of a, delivering a great, and point number three of delivering a great TED talk is have a conversation. Um, and this is something, some of the greatest TED Talks have literally no slides. If you think back to awful presentations, the, the extreme example is someone having slides up with a lot of information and reading the slides. And that stuff still happens. <laughs> Coming from a teaching background, I've seen that. Oh my God, it's bad. That is the worst extreme example. But see, if you're doing a TED Talk, I doubt you're going to hit that kind of, 
standard. <laughs> um, they would have a word before and they have guidelines. So in terms of having a conversation, I found from mine, I had I had probably the least amount of slides about the people speaking. And I had one one word on a slide, three slides with three uh, three words. I had a quote up there once. Um, and again, I didn't even read that. It was just relevant to what I was talking about. Um, so yeah, I mean, I found it's easier to have a conversation to engage as opposed to if you're just referencing slides all the time. So the master of the art of conversation, again, you could do a whole 15 minute show on that. Point number four in secrets and delivering a great TED talk, you've got to teach the audience something new, um, it, uh, the novelty idea. So whether it's, um, or something packaged differently. So bringing your own unique spin onto it. Number five, deliver jaw dropping moments. Um, I think Bill Gates in his, in his talk, he opened a jar, he said there's about like a load of mosquitoes in this jar. I don't even know if they're worse, but the whole thing is he convinced him that that was his story and then he just released the, the mosquitoes into the audience to make a point. Obviously people are like, what the hell? And that's what made the news. So that's the draw dropping moment. It could be a statistic, but something that perks attention. Um, point number six in delivering this talk, lighten up. That's something, again, depending on your personality, but even then you've got to lighten up. Um, naturally, that's how I am. But again, I've got to make sure, and it's tactical, is that coming across? Because literally every word counts, every second counts in a TED talk. So you've got to be very clear of why something's in there and tactical with, you know, you don't want the first, necessarily first five minutes of just, well, you're not a stand-up comedian, but you don't want the first five minutes to just laugh and then it's all serious for it. So you've got to, you want, you want these little mental breaks um, and obviously when people laugh, lighten, lighten up as well, obviously that release endorphins and then they're more, you know, they're more open to, it removes some barriers as well. So they're more open to, you know, taking on more information as well and believing you basically. So point number seven as well, regardless of whatever presentations you're doing, whether it's obviously Ted, you're stuck to the 18 minute rule and it's stick to the 18 minute rule. This is something I've really struggled with because I mean, like even now I've got three minutes left to, for this 15 minute sh uh, show I like to talk a lot, so and I like to tell stories, etc. So this 18-minute rule, there's so many reasons behind it. I can't dig into it too much without too much time. But linked to that is obviously people's attention span. People mentally check out every seven minutes, like tactically putting in these these mental breaks in terms of if it's something to, a wow moment or you know a bit a little bit of humour, something to just break it up. So there was very tactical in that. Um, and the rule of three, it's huge. It's everywhere. It's like awaken your alpha. TED, you know, technology, entertainment, design, if you was wondering as well. The rule of three is everywhere. And that, that made me make sure the structure of my TED talk as well was awareness, action, and ascension. You know, people remember the power of three is huge. I'm not, I'm not going to get dug into that, otherwise I won't get onto the other points. So, and we can talk about this loads and loads and we can do a whole show. If anyone gives me feedback on one of these specific points. Rule number eight for delivering this great talk. Paint a mental picture with, you know, a multi-sensory experience. Um, you know, it does take courage to fill up a slide with just one word, especially if you're used to having, like, using it as a crutch. It does take courage to, you know, make it very simple and simplify when other people complicate. And to pull out, it takes courage to pull out a prop to do something no one's expecting. Um, I wanted to pull out, you know, my spikes, but bear in mind I just moved to the country. I literally, if I'd have... I'd have forced a prop in because there was nothing. I didn't really have anything uh, from my background, from my history that was really relevant. So, you know, I didn't do that. Um, you need the courage to stand out. So where it's a mental picture, so the courage to stand out and basically do something 
that no one else would. Like everyone else you put it say, like, I wouldn't do that. Well, it's not their talk, you know. That's what will make yours unique and you know, it's gonna get you noticed, um, and and more likely to have an impact on those you're trying to, you know, you, you want to listen. I'm not gonna tell you one of my random points that I'm pretty sure no one else would put in there, and even I was questioning, I'm like, no, I'm gonna put it in there. It's, it's, uh, it's a little bit random, but there was a point to it. That's the thing. Everything needs a point and it needs to support what you're trying to get across. And that comes down to like, the final point, rule or secret hack, whatever you want to go. Point number nine, stay in your lane. I'm not going to say, <clears throat> be real, I'm not going to say that. I'm saying, you know, you've got to be authentic. You've got to, I think it's weird to tell people to stay real, but you know, it's got to be, you've got to be completely transparent. You've got to be completely authentic, you know, and it's got to be, you've got to be talking about something that you're living, you're breathing, and you completely believe in, you know, because rightly so, and people will spot, like, a phony, a fake, or somebody who's talking crap, or whatever, they will spot it, and so just go through your presentation, and does it represent you, your specific opinion on that, because like anything, if you're writing an article, if you're, you know, writing a book, if you're delivering a TED talk, people are there because they want to know your opinion. So be opinionated. What do you think about it? What's your unique angle on it? What do you believe? What appealed to me and why I did this TED talk? Um, the whole point behind the TED experience thing is your goal should not be to deliver a presentation. It should be to be inspire you know, the audience, to move them, to encourage them to dream bigger. You'll never convince the audience of anything that they don't trust, admire, and genuinely like you. Um, and so this is like, I'm reading this book and I'm like, it's inspiring, and also it got me out of my comfort zone. Um, ultimately, this is the honest truth. I got there on the the rehearsal the day before, and for a second I thought, "What the hell am I doing?" And I was massively thinking, "Whoa!" But the other thing is, once I'd got out of my comfort zone, just you know, get used to the stage, then I become comfortable. So you know, and then I realized as soon as I delivered it, that's why I'm doing. It. I absolutely loved it, and this is that. It was interesting. There was another athlete, um, student athlete, who was delivering presentation and we both had the same feeling on that day we was talking about before the uh, actual speech because he uh, similar as well he's uh, had to stop competing because of injuries and I had the same feeling it was like waking up on the day like of a big competition back when I used to compete it's that same feeling it's the only thing I can liken it to so that's when I know yes this is the right decision because unless you're pushing yourself um you know, at regular times throughout the year, throughout the week, you know, all the time, you're not going to get that same experience. You know, people are going to have opinions on this TED Talk, but it's done, you know, and straight away, I know a lot of people wouldn't do it. I know a lot of people would do it. So it's done. It's out there. It's something I personally wanted to do, and I absolutely love it. And uh, I know if I did it again, what I've learned from this one, key things for mine, I think I'd like to do it with no slides next time. In terms of the conversational thing, I, um, yes, I, I don't want slides to necessarily be a distraction. I think I got it to the level that they, they definitely supported the talk. The the re reality is, as days went on and I was getting closer, every day when I was removing a slide, removing, 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 because I was close to the time. And that's the other thing. If you're going to give a TED talk or anything like this, say the limit's 18, shoot for 10, shoot for 12, shoot for 15 maximum. Because then you've got the, the leeway, the, if you're anything like me, the, the freestyle to have that bit of spontaneity within it and go and allow for the unexpected to happen and maybe go with something. Whereas I put myself that I knew I had to get a, a certain pace um, and also 
<laughs> they did not have a countdown clock there. And when I'm up there and in the zone, and the, there was a lot, lot of lights, I literally could not see the, the woman who was gonna give me warnings of like one minute, two minute left, etc. So I was looking, I couldn't see any of that. The only thing I finally saw was like, almost like the cutoff signal or wrap it up signal. And I quickly went straight to kind of my finish. So I think I was about eight and a half minutes. So if I did this again, I'm gonna shoot for a 10 minute TED talk <laughs> and literally no slides. So then I can really just, just get into it because that's what I enjoyed. But also in terms of props or I, as the teaching point of view, I was the only one who used, um, drew a diagram because again, I didn't force it in there, but I think it added to it. And when I saw this particular dry diagram, it's from Brian Tracy, I saw recently, it struck a chord with me and it's very simple. You think, well, but everyone learns in different ways. So you've got to appreciate that within your audience and you think, oh, even if you get it, it's not necessarily about you. Um, it's, you know, everyone's there, might not have quite understood the concept or how you put it across. So just bear that in mind and it, and it breaks up, you know, um, it's that multi-sensory experience. So I've gone over the time, um, but whatever. <laughs> it's 18 minutes, perfect for my TED talk. So there we go. This week's gonna be an 18 minute, 15, <laughs> 18 minute, 15 minute Friday because it's, it's all about the TED. So I know I touched on that stuff briefly, um, but ultimately my brain is fried uh, and it was a great experience and check out that TED talk. I will link it to this particular podcast when it comes out um, in the notes. So you can go to the website, ayalpha.com forward slash awaken, because that's the other thing. This was a stepping tone as well to, I can really go into depth and break this down um, in terms of the awaken event, which based on my TED talk is elaboration of that to basically have an impact in, in people's lives and help them. And then that's also gonna be complemented with specific speakers that are gonna help you rise up. Specifically, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're interested in that lifestyle where you can actually have a direct impact on your finances um, and you know change that very quickly. But if you're interested in that, go and look at it ayalpha.com forward slash awaken. And um, yeah, jump across there now. We're adding speakers to it. Speakers will be added in the next couple of days and I've got a secret one up my sleeve that I'm very happy with. So, jump across now, 50 seats are in the room, and that is it. Okay, have a great Easter weekend, and I'll speak to you all soon. Cheers. It is time to awaken your alpha.